is a god of the game. This weekend was all about the clash of the cities. Liverpool vs Manchester in England and Madrid vs Barcelona in Spain. Did PSG and Bayern hit a minor blip in their league titles pursuit? Who's going to join Delhi, Chennai and Bangalore in IPL's top 4? And Indian star batter Smriti continues to show why she is the best in the world right now. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Sports Charcha and this is an episode where we are going to talk about a lot of upsets in fact we have a separate section we are going to dedicate for upsets but there is also some great test cricket action to discuss and to do all that let's welcome Ishan to the pod hey guys uh, i my team was part of the upset so not very excited about that section but excited to be here and talking to bala today today is 5th october tuesday night well we couldn't record yesterday not because of the facebook outage but we had a bit of time to absorb what was a thoroughly entertaining 2-2 draw between liverpool and manchester city at anfield to be honest liverpool started very poorly the first half i mean i was surprised to see it ended one i mean nil nil but the second half liverpool came back as a totally different team and that salas second goal man wow i just got off the chair and it was one of those moments where i lost it <laughs> and i think we we spoke about this like you know liverpool versus city is one of the new new rivalries we have in you know english football and it's always an exciting game and you said it correctly like that goal it's one of the one for the ages because it's not a long ranger that you know you hit it and then hope for the best this was an individual beating about five defenders with just sheer footwork and then placing it across the goalkeeper and a good goalkeeper at that and it was just one of those anfield moments that you know we all cherish in football that will be on youtube videos for years to come you know youtube you know you search epic anfield moments and now this will be a moment they attached to that along with all the suarez torres goals so i think it was great I meaning what a game but like let's not discount city's contribution as well in that game uh, they as you said completely dominated the first half but it was end to end throughout and my big man of the match goes to rodri at the end yeah uh, with a unbelievable block of a fabinho shot at an open goal he put his body in the line and blocked which would have been a surely a winner for liverpool so unbelievable game yeah but to be fair we need to give a lot of credit to city also especially two players who stood out for me were phil foden and bernardo silva bernardo silva this guy was supposed to leave city this the start of this season he was about to leave there were news that uh, he wanted he told the city group city uh, management that he wanted to leave but this guy has a new lease of life again as a holding midfielder as a central midfielder this guy is a proper joker again had a brilliant game foden milner had a torrid time against him we all thought grealish will start on the left but again pep made a slight change he played grealish as the number 9 or the false nine whatever you call it and put foden against milner and milner just he couldn't handle foden in fact i was surprised to see milner on the pitch he should have received the second yellow for that challenge against bernardo silva he was very lucky see <laughs> pep is a great coach he's one of the greatest coaches we have ever seen but when he is angry when he is frustrated on the touch line it's a sight to see 
yeah and like he was you could actually watch an entire game i feel watching pep or uh, diego simeone and you'll know what the result is like because you know they're so animated so passionate and especially in big games like this you know you get the best out of them and it you know and i think you're completely right on that you know playing greenish up front i think was a mistake because you know it's typical pep you know put put someone in there you know uh put someone in a wrong position in the biggest game of their lives or in their careers at a club and see how they do he tried it with foden last year and it worked really well but he did it with grealish and i think grealish was pretty you know pretty useless across the game it was all about phil foden yeah yes as i said this was a brilliant game ended 2-2 and i would say i was a little uh, satisfied with the result especially after the way the first half went both the teams would be happier in fact especially just before the international break you don't want to end it with a loss so a draw is a fair result for this game but this week was a clash between two cities basically it's a clash between liverpool the city of liverpool and the city of manchester because a second contest happened at old trafford between manchester united and everton which also ended in a draw 1-1 goals from anthony martial and uh, poor man's cristiano ronaldo andros townsend <laughs> ole is <laughs> ole is in trouble ole to me is in trouble in fact manchester united have insane uh fixtures following the international break just i'll just read out the fixtures especially the league fixtures they have after the international break leicester liverpool spurs city watford okay chelsea and arsenal and in the champions league they are playing atlanta twice and villarreal away wow that's not very uh, that's not very good <laughs> See, I'm fine with the starting lineup. Okay, he didn't start Ronaldo. He started Cavani. He didn't start Pogba. Those are all fine. But once again, what he sees in Fred, I don't understand that. <laughs> what what anyone sees in Fred, I don't understand right now. Uh, but you know, I think this is one of the things we spoke about when the season started. Uh, it's going to be Manchester United's midfield that is going to let them down because. If you look at their forward line, some way or the other, they are strong enough to score goals if they are given the right uh, support and the right, you know, right opportunities. Uh, you saw it with Marshall, Marshall, like he's been having a torrid time of it, and he slotted in a really well-taken goal just because he was given the ball at the right time. But then after that goal, United just shut shop, like they became absolutely toothless, and Everton had their way, and you know, uh, you know, Townsend scored, mocked. Ronaldo in a way or paid respect to him I'm a little confused about that uh by celebrating uh, the trademark you know Ronaldo way but you know the results are not going their way that's they're not scoring enough goals and they're leaking goals something what we thought would be their strength which is their defense uh so you know there is lots of flaws you know now you can point towards Ole because Now you've got the team. Now why aren't you getting the results? Chelsea ended their mini losing streak by beating Southampton 3-1. Timo Werner scored finally. I saw a stat where 16 of his goals after joining Chelsea were taken off by VAR. Poor guy, but still managed to score. Chelsea managed to win. They are on top of the table with 16 points after 7 games. Liverpool still unbeaten, but they are on 15 points. 
Second position, City third and United fourth. This top four pretty much remained the same as we predicted during the beginning of the season. But it is turning out to be a three-team league title chase rather than four teams actually. I feel United are slipping away from this. We'll see what's going yeah. to happen post-international break. United have some really tough fixtures. To end the English Premier League part, Watford have officially fired their head coach, Cisco Muniz, and they have replaced with Claudio Ranieri, the famous Leicester City manager who won the league title with Leicester City. He is back as Watford's manager. And that's about it for this section. In the next section, we will talk about all the upsets that happened across Europe. In the previous section, we were talking about the clash between the cities of Liverpool and Manchester in England. Well, it was the clash between the cities of Barcelona and Madrid in Spain. And one of them kind of ended in an upset. Espanyol defeated Real Madrid 2-1. Real's first league loss this season. In fact, they had a torrid week. Uh, it started with a draw against Villarreal, then uh, the loss to Sharif in uh, Champions League. And this... Ishan, is there a problem in defence? I still don't think Ancelotti knows his best back four yet. I think the problem in defence is that it doesn't exist uh, right now for Real Madrid. And we knew that because, you know, you can't replace uh, Varane and Ramos and then expect, you know, and expect some miracles in their first season. They got in Alaba. But Alaba in his last years with uh, Bayern Munich was more of a defensive holding midfielder than a centre-back. And he's actually never been a centre-back. Uh, what Ancelotti did smartly at the beginning of the year was he paired up Militao and Alaba as centre-defence and it worked wonders. But then sometimes, in the, at least in the last week, he's been moving Alaba around, especially putting him in on left wing to basically help in the four going at, help uh, Alaba and Madrid go forward. Now, while he can do that really well... Uh, that re- that creates a lot of open spaces for you know the opposite opposing team to attack the likes of Nacho and Militao, uh, and that's exactly what happened against Espanyol. Espanyol just waited; they just waited for Real Madrid to get tired and lose momentum or lose concentration, and they hit them on the counter. The first goal by Raúl de Thomas, who's by the way an ex academy player of Real Madrid, uh, was a wonderfully taken counter attacking goal. Uh, Yet again, we tried our comeback. We left it too late this time. Uh, Benzema scored again. Uh, but yeah, we have to get, you know, Ancelotti has to take this international break to get his mind straight about how he wants to set up his defense. Because, you know, we're not going to score four goals every game. And if we don't, you know, what we really did well against Zidane was we didn't concede at all. So we only used to win by one goal, but we used to win the league. Uh, that's something that Ancelotti needs to focus on. And there is also, I mean, it seems to be there's an over-reliance on Benzema for goals. I mean, he's doing an excellent job. In fact, he's having the time of his life. He's already scored, what, seven, eight goals in the league? He's by far... Nine goals. Nine goals. Wow, nine goals in eight games. I mean, and what, seven assists or six assists or something like that. I mean, he's single-handedly dragging them forward. But Real Madrid uh, need to find other solutions quickly but on the other side 
where atletico madrid played against barcelona and they defeated 2-0 now this is an upset because the way barcelona played and on the other hand kuman is still barcelona's manager laporta came out and said well technically the 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 subtext was we couldn't find a replacement or we can't pay that 12 million uh clause to uh, ronaldo kuman if we fire him so he is going to be our manager and kuman has treated this barcelona team this particular season has his mini project where he is trying all various random formation frankie de jong playing in a winger role <laughs> and this was such a horrible game man but you saw the game right like what did you, what do you think did atletico dominate or was it barcelona just being barcelona of this season Atletico dominated it's a combination of both but more atletico's domination than barcelona being barcelona but see again the starting 11 they could only do this much to be very honest there isn't much that barcelona could do to threaten atletico and atletico also got into their stride suarez came in really well he fact, he scored a goal and set up one goal and uh, he uh, he had a very iconic this phone call celebration pointing at kuman but later he came out and said that i didn't do it to taunt kuman it was a different celebration blah 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 he did that but yeah credit to atletico it was 2-0 but it was one of those easy 2-0s that you will see i mean barcelona never had any chance and uh, it was it was a no contest and it was very clear that atletico was a superior side and barcelona yes they are where they are and the table as it stands real madrid are on top with 17 points atletico madrid second with 17 points in fact real sociedad also are on 17 points in fact sociedad and sevilla had their chance to go on top of the table but both of them i think sociedad lost their game and uh, sevilla sevilla also lost their game to uh, granada so that's for la liga now talking about the other massive upset in france in league a PSG lost to Rennes 2-0. PSG had zero shots on target and they had Messi, Mbappe and Neymar playing in this game. In fact, Di Maria also played. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh it I think it's a it's an anomaly. Uh they've been undefeated all season. They won every single game. I won't probably look too much into it. Uh you know, Messi had a great game. uh but what i'm i if there is a worry i have to look at it's probably going to be what's happened to neymar yeah like it's not even as it's not even december it's not even his sister's birthday as yet <laughs> uh what's up with him like because he looks so ineffective uh right now it's a it's going to be a big cause of concern especially when i say for example if one of the other two get injured or need a break you need neymar to step up uh it doesn't help that after the game there was a big you know press or a interview revealed by mbappe saying what he did about psg where he said that you know i wanted to leave much earlier than what they claimed uh, that's not going to be very helpful for the team morale uh, so i don't know how psg will come back after uh, after the break but the league is almost you know it's still not a big challenge for them it's going to be how they're going to do it in the champions league Yeah, to round off all the upsets, Bayern finally lost at home. I think this is their first loss in like thirty odd games at home. They lost to Frankfurt two one. It was it was a game of two goalkeepers. I would say if you look at the game, 
the frankfurt goalkeeper kevin trap made three four outstanding saves like absolutely out of the world saves and neuer also made a couple of good saves but the second goal that bayern conceded 99 out of 100 times neuer would have saved it it was one of those days where he couldn't like he couldn't time his dive properly to to save that shot again as you said for psg i also feel for bayern this is a one off game and i really feel sorry for the team that they are going to face after the international break because it's going to be a massacre yeah and and 90 as you said 99 times out of 100 they play eintracht frankfurt they're going to win you know they're going to win and probably thrash them so this was just a you know one off and kevin trap as you said he, if he had shown such kind of form when he played for dortmund uh, their success they would have had different you know stories written about their destiny but great game for him but yeah i it's a it's a upset looking at the form but it won't probably impact the season great so that's about it for all the football action in the next section we'll talk about india australia test match indian women continue their series against australia down under after playing the three odis they played the one off test match well women's test match is actually a four day test match not a five day test match and this one after a lot of rain interruptions we actually could get technically only three days of action indian women started off very well smriti mandana finally scored a century i mean she had a lot of 80s in her career and i was actually waiting for her to cross that mental block and score a century which she did and what an innings it was if you could catch the highlights of it watch it i mean it's smriti mandana it will have a lot of glorious shots and it was a wonderful inning she scored 127 shafali verma played really well deepthi sharma scored 66 australian women followed uh, they scored 241 for 9 they also declared and then indian women scored 135 and australia scored 36 so it was a lame draw in the end if they had maybe one more day this could have turned into at least an exciting game if not a result at least an exciting game so hopefully they take this into account and to add one more point this was a pink ball test match this was a day and night test match so apart from the batters the bowlers also actually played really well in fact our seamers picked up most of the wickets first innings out of the nine wickets seven or eight were picked up by our seamers pooja vastrakar i think i i spoke about her during our last pod or the pod before that one of the uh, one of the future stars of of indian cricket she picked up three wickets in the first innings and one in the second innings so she seems to be uh, the the next one the next big seamer after julan goswami julan as we all know uh, is is about to end her career so hopefully we'll see more of pooja in the future days and after this test match there's going to be three T20s and that's going to start on 7th October that is Thursday second one on 9th and the series ends on 10th October with the third T20 yeah i think just to end this point on cricket i think you know we could finish off on a really big high if we get some kind of a result uh in the T20 series let's not forget guys australian women team the cricket probably if they face up against the men's team will thrash them uh because they are that good they you know other than the one the, you know one victory that india had in the odi they've been undefeated by and far by and large in all formats of the game 
So if we get a result, we'll go up, go away with really high momentum. So I'm really looking forward to that. To round off this week's episode, we will obviously talk about the UAE Premier League. Well, actually, the Indian Premier League happening in UAE. <laughs> like we are about to come to the business end of IPL. All teams have played 13 games, barring one or two teams. We have Delhi Capitals who are assured of a top two spot. CSK, RCB are qualified, but their top two spot is still not confirmed. Rajasthan Royals and SRH are confirmed out. Even Punjab are confirmed out. So it's between KKR and Mumbai Indians for the fourth spot. In fact, as we were talking, Mumbai Indians just thrashed Rajasthan Royals. Like royally thrashed them. And they are on fifth right now only because of better or worse net net, net run rate than KKR. So there are three games that are going to be very important. One is the game between KKR and Rajasthan Royals. Two, the game between Mumbai Indians and SRH. And three, the game between Royal Challengers Bangalore and Delhi Capitals. So these three games have a bit of a significance. But other than that, other games are not that great. So after this, we'll have the qualifier and then the eliminator and then the qualifier and then the finals that's going to happen next week so we will look forward to that hopefully hopefully we'll see a new winner here i'm i'm bored of looking at csk and mumbai indians back and forth back and forth all this time hopefully this time we'll either see delhi or rcb winning it bala tell me i want your honest opinion don't you think that watching the games you know in terms of the fans and the atmosphere in the ua is not as ex- make exciting as it as it is watching it in say in india there's something about the hue the atmosphere that i just just don't feel it what do you think yeah it's obviously i mean indian premier league if it happens in india obviously there will be lot of josh and lot of uh, energy from the crowd i mean imagine csk versus mumbai indians at vankhede or at chepak the crowd behind the team that's a different uh atmosphere altogether i mean uae what i see is when there is a game in dubai or in sharjah 50 to 60% of the crowd are mostly people who get tickets from corporates and all these guys sit coming and sitting holding a flag thinking that they are cheering for the team it looks very artificial it looks very manufactured there is no josh in it i mean we understand it's the situation right now because of covid and also at one level at least we are able to have these games in uae because it this would not have been possible in india because of the because of the situation we have here so yeah that life of ipl is been sucked out but at least we are able to watch these games so net net i am okay with it but not completely okay with it and the fact that the world cup is going to happen there i am not sure how that's going to turn out yeah because yeah you're right about that it was a nice segue because you know when the world cup happens that is when you expect the entire you know all the especially the people from all the teams representing to flock to dubai uh, and the uae i don't think that's going to probably happen uh, this year at the volume we generally expect from a world cup uh, so it will be very interesting i'm like it's a little upsetting because it's a it's a world cup right meaning i know the t20 world cup for me personally does not hold such a massive significance but for a lot of people especially the youngsters it does right so i mean it'll be interesting to see how that scopes and what the you know how many viewers are on say a hotstar watching that game 
Yeah. Hopefully the T20 World Cup turns out to be at least an exciting one. See, UAE have also opened up uh, because of the Expo 2020 IPL and hopefully for the World Cup they'll open up. But I don't expect a lot of fans to fly to UAE, to Dubai, especially during this time. But yeah, hopefully we'll see some crowd and some action, some... See, the, the fans bring in a lot of energy to the game, not just to the players, even as someone who's watching the game like at home through television, crowd noise plays a major part in 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 in, in that in, in a game watching experience. So hopefully that happens. Yeah, worst case scenario they'll have to copy what Bollywood does at award <laughs> ceremonies, you know, randomly pre edited crowd celebrations and make Shahid Kapoor clap when somebody is actually going out or getting injured. That will be funny. You know, I have seen that live. Once it happened in our college ground, I have seen that live. How they shoot award ceremony. It's damn funny, dude. (laughs) That's about it for episode 37, guys. This was a short and a sweet episode as nothing much happened in the world of sports. But this week, there's a lot happening. Yes, club football is not there, but you have international football. UEFA Nations League, the Carabao Cup of international football is going to happen. There is a semi-finals tomorrow night between Italy and Spain. And day after tomorrow night, second semi-final between Belgium and France. Obviously, the winner of those two will meet in the finals. All that's happening in this week before our next podcast not actually before our next podcast by our next podcast we'll talk about the semi-finals and the finals are happening in the weekend and then we have ipl we have f1 the istanbul grand prix happening this weekend so we'll cover that so until then it's bye from bala and bye from ishan guys have a great week ahead thank you everyone for listening If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please, like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us, but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the rate Sports Charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate The Jam Room Audio. Bye! Absolutely world class!